Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Sweet Things Podcast. I'm Kara. And I'm Kateri, and today we have a super special episode featuring Chelsea Jade Curtis, who is a holistic health coach, co-host of the What We Said podcast, social media influencer, and so many more things. Basically, she is a queen, and we love her. We have been big fans for such a long time, so we are so excited for you guys to hear this episode with Chelsea, and we feel so lucky that we had the opportunity to speak with her, so it was, it was a great time. It was. It was like a dream come true getting to talk to Chelsea, and... It was just a great time, like, it really was. And the fact that we got to be with each other for it, I feel like just made it even that much more special. It did, yeah. And I feel like, you know, you reach out to people to be on the podcast, but it worked out perfectly that Chelsea was our first guest because Mm -hmm. this is, I feel like that's the one podcast that the two of us listen to together. It's what got us into loving podcasting. And it just, it really did work out perfectly that she was our first guest and that we so happened to be together to record after rescheduling a few times, you know? Right? It was like it was meant to be. Like, the stars aligned. It was it was just really meant to be. But we were super nervous. Because, <laughs> like we say in the episode, Chelsea was, like, our first real guest. Like, not a family member or anything. Like, like she's the real deal. So, like, we were pretty nervous going into the episode. And even recording the episode, we got so nervous. Yeah, and, like, we've had to, we had to reschedule a couple times, like I said. So we mm-hmm. were, we'd plan, and then we would stop planning, and then we'd plan again. And then, like, I remember, like, I had just woken up, and Kara walked in the room and was like, today's the day. And I'm like, the day for what? And then she was like, the Chelsea episode. And so we, like, had to go out, and then we came back and started, like, writing up all of our notes. And I just feel like we were so caught up in being formal and saying what we wanted to say that we like weren't as like loose as we normally are if that makes sense Mm -hmm. yeah like yeah like listening back to the episode and everything I was like oh my god like we could have totally had like an extra conversation like about this and about that but like I feel like we were definitely so like you know keeping it focused on Chelsea and learning more about Chelsea and like all that stuff that we weren't even thinking like yeah which it really that's what it was all about though you know yeah like it was all it's all about Chelsea yeah and on top (laughs) of that like we were so as some of you know we went to some we were on the lake for a vacation and we were on a big Mm -hmm. we were in a lake house or there was like two lake houses but there was like 40 it was like 30 people there there were so many people so we had to like scramble to find a quiet place and like (laughs) there's no way that you're going to be in any room and not hear a bunch of noise or someone's Mm -hmm. not going to walk in like so we like went somewhere that was somewhat secluded and we had to lock the door (laughs) and then during the episode people are trying to get in the door yeah we were like nobody come up here during this time please like we need to like focus like Kateri locked the door so no one can get in and you know it was fine but yeah but like funny we 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 made it out to be too serious like we could have just been like oh don't mind that like someone like my cousin's trying to get in the door or whatever but we were just so focused on everything being perfect that we kind of we were trying to be cool (laughs) we were just so focused on everything being perfect and like not weird that we just I don't know. It was a little... We were probably a little yeah. weird. <laughs> yeah. If you are wondering about, like, our... The famous lake vacation, like, if anyone's curious what we did, how it was, and how the weather was, if we packed the right things, stay tuned because we have an episode coming out where we talk all about the trip, so... Yeah, the next episode should be a good one where we give mm-hmm. a full recap because we had a lot of fun and we want to talk about it. 
Yeah. Yeah. And we just wanted to say, if you're a first time listener, thank you so much for tuning in. We are so happy to have you here as part of the Sweet Thangs family. And be sure to share this episode on your Instagram story and tag us if you enjoyed it or even share it with your family and friends because we love to see who's listening and if you liked it. And yeah, we just love that. Yes, and we love interacting with you on Instagram and social media. Yeah. <laughs> and if you want to follow Chelsea on social media, which you definitely should, you can find her on Instagram at Chelsea Jade Curtis, also at What We Said Podcast, and at Balanced Boss Co. You can also find her on TikTok at Chelsea Jade Curtis and on YouTube at Chelsea Jade. Definitely give her a follow and maybe leave a comment saying you came from the Sweet Things podcast. <laughs> yeah, and I, I feel like after this episode, everyone's going to want to follow Chelsea. She makes it feel mm-hmm. like, I feel like from the podcast and from her Instagram, she makes it feel like you're her friend almost, you know? And that's what I love yeah. about her, and it was so fun to have her here, so yeah. It was like talking to a friend. Yeah, it really was. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Sweet Things Podcast. Thank you again for listening, and we hope you enjoy. Today, we are beyond excited to have our first ever non-related guest on the podcast. She is a holistic health coach, author, entrepreneur, content creator with over 43,000 Instagram followers and 15,000 YouTube subscribers, and we can't forget 83,000 TikTok followers. Of course. Please welcome <laughs> Chelsea Jade Curtis to the Sweet Things Podcast. Yay. Thank you. Wow. I like hearing how many followers I have. It's like... Um... When I look at it, you know, on social media, like, numbers are so, um, I don't, I don't want to say distorted, but there's, like, people with just millions and millions of followers, so mm-hmm. when you look at your own, you're always like, oh, that's, like, so tiny, even though in comparison to, like, what that amount of, I always forget what that amount of people would look like in a stadium or something like that, you know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. thank you for the nice welcome. Wow, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> of course. Yeah, we're so excited to finally be here with you and talk with you and we're so happy it finally worked out and the fact that we're together because normally we are across the country recording. Oh, wow. I live in New York. Okay. Yeah, and I live in Arizona. Yeah. So we're usually <laughs> across the country, but we're actually on vacation together mm-hmm. right now, so it kind of worked out perfectly. Oh, perfect. Yeah. See, I knew. That's why I kept rescheduling. So I was like, oh, I just yeah, got to exactly. wait. <laughs> no, I appreciate <laughs> Thank you rescheduling you for- so many times for me. I'm difficult, I know. No, we're happy that we're getting to do this. We're, we're huge, huge fans, fans of you and Jaycee. <laughs> Thank you. And we... We started the podcast because of you guys, because we are a big What We Said fans. So. Oh, nice. Perfect. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And before we get too far into the episode, I just want to say, go Suns. Do you have any plans for the game tonight? We're also <laughs> big fans. Um, is the game tonight? I thought it was tomorrow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, that, that makes me a lot happier. I thought it was tomorrow. I was like... <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's tonight. I was kind of thinking, I'm like, dang, I'm sad that in the finals, it's not every other day anymore. It's like every three days, I think. Every whatever um but I'm very excited I don't have any plans I thought it was tomorrow so I've kind of just been like chilling I think I it's know. tonight but I guess I'll have to double yeah, check I don't really know I mean but, regardless yeah, I'll be yeah. watching it <laughs> yeah <laughs> funny story so this past Christmas me and my brother we flew out to Arizona to spend Christmas with Kateri and her family and our other family that lived there and our uncle who was never a basketball fan or anything he bought us beanies that say the valley on it and he kept emphasizing like that he got them because they live in the valley and he kept saying that and everything so 
we kind of feel like he's the reason that the sons are in. Probably. Yeah, we're just saying, like, it, it was good so luck or good, good luck, luck. babies. <laughs> Probably. I don't doubt it. Yeah, I know. I love, um, I'm, like, 100% a bandwagon fan, and I am, like, here to represent for all the bandwagon fans. Never watched football, or... See, I never even watched basketball, like, one whole game until probably, like, four weeks ago, like, when the finals were kind of just getting mm-hmm. started. Um, and then I was like, oh, my gosh, the Suns are doing good. Okay, I'm watching. I'm into it. And then I actually, like, fell in love with it where I'm like, this is so entertaining. I grew up watching baseball, and I feel like baseball is – like, we used to go to baseball games and watch baseball. And, you know, when I was, like, really young is when the Diamondbacks won the World Series and stuff like that. So – I was literally like, oh my gosh, this is way more exciting than baseball. Like, this is a fun, uh, fun sport to watch. So, yeah, I'm all for we're it. big baseball fans too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we were saying that, um, so I still live in Arizona right now, and the energy just feels like so different. Like, everybody's rooting for the Suns, even mm-hmm. if you've never watched. I work at, we own a restaurant, and so, like, everyone that comes in is always like, go Suns, and I feel like the energy has never been like that, because we've never been good, you know, so. I know, it is very exciting, I love it, I love to see it, um, JC's brother was saying that when he walks around Phoenix, just in, like, his son's journey, uh, in his son's jersey, people are always like, Suns in four, Suns in four, and (laughs) he's like, it's so cool, it's like, everyone's part of the same team i guess lady exactly sorry i'm watching i'm watching lady for jc while she's out of town i love it okay so we want to start off with a few icebreakers just before we get into the episode just because we're a little bit nervous and we Mm -hmm. want to get to know each other a little bit better before we get into things perfect so yeah so you may not know but our listeners probably know that a big part of what made us close and um, is our love for our favorite childhood TV shows. So we mm-hmm. just want to know your favorite childhood TV show, like on Disney Channel or Nickelodeon yeah. growing wow. up. Wow. Okay, well, funny of you to assume that I had Disney Channel or Nickelodeon channels growing up, because <laughs> I definitely didn't. Um, you didn't? I, I swear I heard you talking no, about no, it on no. the podcast I, have, um, <laughs> I had Disney Channel on Saturdays, and I was saying this on the podcast. I'm like, oh. is that crazy? Like, a- am I imagining something? Because we didn't have cable growing up, so we just had, like, the – you know, how many channels, like 20 channels, like, you know, five, yeah. 15, whatever. And, but we, on Saturdays we had Disney channel. So on Saturdays we could watch like all of the shows, but we didn't have it every single day. So I watched Disney. I didn't really watch Nickelodeon unless I went to my grandma's house who had, you know, cable or whatever. But what I would watch like <laughs> religiously growing up was Arthur, like on PBS and all oh, yeah. of the PBS shows. Like there was Arthur, obviously there was, um, Maya and Miguel, do you remember that show? It was like two twins. Yeah. Um, there was like that other show. I watched Zoom a lot. Um, like it was like the basically kids having a YouTube channel before YouTube even existed. They were just like doing random like <laughs> experiments with slime and stuff. Um, I'm trying to think of other PBS shows, but I was like a PBS girl. I loved PBS. I grew up on that. <laughs> that's good. Stuff. But I did love. I did love um, like That's a Raven and stuff when I was able to watch it. Mm-hmm. But love it so we are also big fast food fans so we want to know what your go-to fast food order is or if you have any like healthy fast food hacks for anyone that's trying to eat healthier because we feel like when you think of eating healthy you don't think going out and getting fast food but we know from like the content you put out that it's definitely possible to grab something healthy yeah definitely um you know what my favorite fast food place has been lately it has been taco bell i love they brought their potatoes back which thank goodness because they got rid of those for a while which was just like the stupidest thing they could have ever done 
because <laughs> a lot of vegetarians and vegans like Taco Bell because I always say you usually if you're vegan or vegetarian and not necessarily healthy but you can find anything at a Mexican food place or like Spanish food place because mm-hmm. there's a lot of beans and rice and you don't have to have you know meat with that necessarily but Taco Bell have their potatoes which are super good and I get their what is it um Crunchwrap Supreme Fresca style so you sub the beef for beans. So it's a little it's a little complicated. So sometimes it's a risk because sometimes I know by the way that I'm like ex- describing it to the person and the way that they're asking me questions, I'm like, they're going to mess this up and like I'm just going to have cheese in this or something on accident. But mm-hmm. I get it fresca style, sub the beef for beans. And fresca means there's like no sour cream, no cheese, and they put something else in it. But And then I put potatoes in it and it is so – if it's made right away and it's warm, it's hot, it's so – good and it's not necessarily I wouldn't say like healthy per se but I always feel like um not eating like the super processed meat is or or eating something without the meat is healthier than eating something with the like super super processed kind of fake meat almost I'm not Mm -hmm. I love a beyond burger every once in a while but I don't necessarily think those are necessarily healthier than the alternative um, so that's why I like Taco Bell because you can get like beans, rice, you know, all that potatoes, yeah. good stuff. So yeah, Taco Bell's always a good option. So good. <laughs> Big Taco Bell fans. Yes. <laughs> so now we're going to start getting to know you more with some serious questions. Okay. So we want to start off by getting to know you and how you became the person you are today, like childhood and that's where we feel is the best place to start so what was life like for you growing up yeah well as you heard I didn't have Disney Channel or Nickelodeon I didn't have cable (laughs) no I'm just kidding it was not it was not a hard childhood whatsoever I grew up with a lot of siblings so when I think about my childhood I think about like my siblings um and like always doing stuff with our siblings so they were we were all pretty close in age we're all like two years apart and I have four brothers and one sister and so um when I was growing up, since I'm a middle child, I remember having older siblings. And I also remember like, you know, my mom getting pregnant, my mom having babies. And so I feel like my, and I grew up in Arizona also. So growing up, all we did was swim. All we did was like hang out, play in the backyard, um, do little, we weren't like necessarily I don't necessarily know how to like describe because everyone's reality is so different but it's not like we were, were probably like lower middle class growing up so it's not like we I had everything my neighbors had but I also never like needed anything I guess and when you're mm-hmm. little you don't need anything anyways it's like you just need friends and PBS really <laughs> and like a pool we had a pool in our backyard which was amazing and I feel like I was always such a happy-go-lucky kind of kid. Like, I was... We've been... um, What is it called? Re... uh, Basically getting our old VHS, like, home videos put into DVDs and, like, put into ways that we can watch it now. So we're going back and, like, watching all of our home videos that my mom took. And I'm always, like, the center of attention annoying kid who's just, like... (laughs) grabbing the camera, always like, look at me, dad, look at me, like, putting on performances for everybody, like, very outgoing, um, and just, like, a fun, I would say just a fun kid, and so I think kind of having that personality 
and you know there's the whole nature versus nurture where it's like some of it is how you were raised and then I just truly believe it's like me and my siblings are so different but we all grew up in the same house and a lot of my siblings are or a lot of my siblings are super shy and actually very reserved and do not like being the center of attention um but growing up I feel like that was something I noticed was when I was being fully authentic, being fully myself and like happy in life. I was more like how I was when I was little. I am more, you know, just loud, don't really care what people think and having fun and making everything just fun. Like I just cared about having fun. And so I felt like during times of my life, it was kind of nice to have that almost as a, as a compass of like, am I being myself? Am I being, am I truly happy? Am I doing the things in my life that kind of bring out the authenticity? And I remember, like, sometimes during college, which was never really... I mean, maybe for some people they thrive in college, but, like, for me and, like, a lot of people I know, you go through a rough time in college because you're trying to find out who you are and, you know, all that stuff. And I feel like I noticed I was the opposite. And I was, like, really reserved, not really speaking my mind, not having fun, very serious, put too much pressure on myself, was, like, so much of a perfectionist. And I think, and my mom kind of brought it out, like, you are not the same. Like, the, the light has almost left you. It's, like, so sad to see when I kind of came back. And um, so, anyways, that I just kind of skipped through the entire, <laughs> my adolescence. But, basically, it was nice to kind of, like I said, have that compass as I got older of, like, am I being my true self? Am I living my best life? Am I, like, how I was when I was, like, a little kid doing the things that I liked to do then, I guess. Yeah, that's awesome. And I guess... To try to get into what you were kind of getting into, we know that a big part of you in your life is your experience having an eating disorder and how you've been able to take control of your own life during something that can be so consuming. So would you mind walking us through when you realized that it was a problem and the process of getting help and just that whole journey of yours? Yeah, so like I said, like in high school, I would still consider myself to have been like a happy-go-lucky kind of girl. There were definitely times when I would let external pressures take over and kind of make me feel like I was less than where I would notice myself not being so outgoing and not being so fun and not excuse me being myself as much um and I think I was always aware of what I looked like and I only know my life I only know what I experienced so I don't know how different it is or how similar it is to other people besides what they can tell me but um growing up even from the time where I was like eight um until you know, I was a full grown adult. I was very aware of what I looked like in comparison to other girls. And I always did dance and I always did swim. So those are like sports where you're wearing minimal clothing, like dance, you're in front of mirrors all day. You can see what other people look like. Um, and so I was always, I kind of remember always being self-conscious from a young age of like what I looked like in comparison to other people and always wishing I looked a different way and thinking I looked too big or you know not feminine enough or not pretty enough or whatever it was and in high school like I said I was still overall like a pretty happy-go-lucky person but in high school is when I feel like I really let it affect me and like really kind of took those negative thoughts seriously instead of just letting them pass by like maybe I had when I was little where I was like oh okay I think those but then it just kind of like slides off my back um is when I would start to do something about it. Like, okay, how can I fix this? How can I make this quote unquote better? So that's when I was like, okay, I'm gonna start running every day after school. And I never thought it was a problem. I was just like, 
you know, and maybe it wasn't necessarily at that time, but like my, I think it was my junior year, I started being super aware of what I ate, would pack um, the same thing every single day. Like I would have peanut butter toast for breakfast and I would wait to eat it till I got to school and I would pick it off like super tiny because I thought that's like what, you know, skinny girls did was eat super slow and super tiny bites and not eat that much. And I would have like a little um, sandwich for lunch where I would pick off tiny bites and eat it super slowly and try not to eat that much. And, and I would try to kind of just restrict what I would eat. Like I don't want to eat sugar. I don't want to eat so I don't want to drink soda. Um, which at first I thought was fine. Cause I'm just like, Oh, you know, I'm a healthy person. I'm just taking care of myself. And at that time, what year was that? Like 2000 and like nine to 2013 was, there wasn't really that much knowledge of what an eating disorder was of what, that was kind of the time we people were still saying that's what you should be doing is cutting out food and eating less and, you know, the Adkins diet and all that stuff. So then as I got into college, that's when it really started to affect my mental health where I was not eating um, healthy at all. I kind of went to the opposite side of the uh, pendulum where I was no longer working out. I was no longer doing sports and I was taking classes. I was on my own. I was buying my own food. And I feel like that's one of my like binging habits kind of started where I was super sad. I always felt like I wasn't good enough and compared to girls around me, I was going through my second puberty, which is what I feel like a lot of girls kind of go through at the age of 19, 20. They think they've gone through the worst of like their body's changes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was like, I never really had a consistent period. It was like, I would get every once in a while, but I was just so active and, you know, and I don't really feel like I went through puberty, puberty until I was like 20 years old in college where I was starting to develop curves where my skin was kind of going through these hormonal changes and I was like thrown for a complete loop and just felt bad about myself all the time. I gained weight. Like I said, my skin was just kind of going crazy and I was also, to make it worse, eating really bad foods, re- eating really unhealthily, um, snacking really late at night, only eating you know, I would wait as I was at school, you know, taking certain classes and I would wait a long time and then I'd be starving and then I would like binge at night and the spiral kind of started where I, I noticed I was just like a shell of a person where I was just not happy. And then I was like, okay, time to go to the other side of the pendulum. All of this kind of subconsciously, never thinking I had a problem, never thinking there was anything wrong with me, just kind of thought this was normal, thought this is what you had to do to be you know, pretty and skinny in my mind. And so I started to count my calories. I got the dreaded MyFitnessPal app. I logged everything I ate. I started going to the gym and I started actually looking into like a plant-based diet um, and started kind of restricting myself a lot, which looking back from the outside, people were like, oh my gosh, good job. You're so healthy. Like you're on this health journey, blah, blah, blah. But inside, like mentally, all that mattered was mentally, I was still putting so much pressure on myself, still telling myself I was never gonna be good enough. No matter what I did, I still wasn't cute enough. I still wasn't, you know, skinny enough. I wasn't small enough or whatever it was. And then I always say, I ha- you kind of sometimes have to go from these two sides of the pendulum where it's like sometimes you're super unhealthy, you are super sad, and you're not doing anything about it. And then sometimes you go to the other side and you're a perfectionist and you're being obsessive about it. And neither side brings you happiness. They're both stressful. They're both anxiety inducing. They're both sad. 
But when you can kind of find that place after a while, after it starts swinging back and forth and it kind of starts slowing down a little bit, where you can find in the middle of, I'm still taking the proper steps to live a healthy life, but I'm not stressed about it. I'm not obsessed with it. I don't think about it 24-7. So to kind of get to that point, that middle point, I had to start going to therapy. I had to kind of hit rock bottom where I was obsessive about what I ate, but I was still binging, but binging on like, grapes and rice cakes and like these things that I was like I do not want calories and then I would get super hungry and eat tortilla chips like a vacuum and I was so sad I would like dodge my reflection in the mirror I hated what I looked like even though everybody else was telling me I was like the picture of health like oh you know Chelsea she's like a health nut she eats perfectly clean I never ate out you know when we would go out to dinner with friends and stuff I worked out every single day multiple hours a day And I was miserable. And then I had to start going to therapy, kind of realize I had an issue. I remember going to the library one day and I found a book on eating disorders. And at this point, I kind of started to know what eating disorders were besides just anorexia because I had just seen anorexia on TV or bulimia. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really know what I – I didn't look. I didn't look like I had an eating disorder um, from what I had seen of eating disorders, basically. Mm -hmm. I looked normal to me. And so I I found this book and it was like going over these eating disorders and it went over a binge eating disorder. And I remember just like reading through all the symptoms and being like, oh my gosh, I hit every single one of these. I do all of these. This is exactly how I feel. Like I've never resonated with something so much. And to me, that was like a huge breath of relief because I was like, okay, this is not something I have to deal with. Like I can get help. I can get better. This is not a normal way to live. Like, It kind of helped me bring awareness to the actual issue. And bringing awareness to the issue itself actually helps so much. It can kind of bring you from like a place where you're at the very bottom to like halfway up, honestly. It can do a lot more than people think by just bringing awareness to an issue that they have, to a pattern that they have. Um, So yeah, I started going to therapy, which helped a lot. I started kind of getting into self-help. I started... Um, looking at my diet and kind of deciding what I wanted to do to kind of have it be a balanced diet. I went to my health coaching school that I went to, which is IIN, which is the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, which helped me a ton, took a lot of classes on different ways to eat and what balance actually looks like and what sustainability actually looks like. And I think it's been like five years now of like recovery. And I feel like it's not something you notice day to day of like, oh my gosh, I've gotten so much better. But over time, when I look back to five years ago, how I used to deal with things, how I used to feel about mealtime, how I used to feel about working out is like, I feel like I have a whole different brain now. Like I'm like, I don't even recognize that person when in reality, that person was just so engulfed in their negative thoughts that they just all they had to do was like dig a little bit deeper and kind of get in touch with their actual intuition, get in touch with who they really were. Again, it's like that inner child of like, just fun. Like life is supposed to be fun. It's about learning. It's about finding joy in the little things. It's not about being perfectly healthy. It's not about being, you know, perfectly fit. It's not about being all these things that you think you need to be in order to achieve acceptance and love from other people. Like just be yourself and love yourself. And that's enough. And, um, you know, I don't think anyone gets 100% there. I wouldn't say I'm 100% there, but the point is not to be 100% there. The point is to get a little bit better every single day. So I hope that long rant answered your question. 
but no yeah it was perfect thank you, thank you for sharing that with us yeah of course yeah. I think it's amazing that you know when you found the what you were looking for in that book that you took it as something as a a light as an, instead of just saying like I have a problem and you know just being so down on yourself about it mm-hmm. I think it's amazing that you took it as something like wow I can really work on this and you know yeah. get better something thank like, you yeah, like, sometimes yeah. people can like find something and then just knowing what it is that could consume them too and it might not make things better so yeah it's nice that you got good out of it that it helped you yeah and and I tell that to a lot of people too that come to me like now because I'm a health coach and I help a lot of people kind of go through similar things um that I did in terms of like thought process and how they feel about their bodies or working out or food or whatever and I I was talking to um actually just recently I was doing just a consultation with someone and they were saying, yeah, I realized I had a binge eating disorder like seven months ago. And I actually told my husband about it or my partner about it. And um, it was really nice to like kind of talk to someone about it. And then I had asked her like, so how long has it been? Like, how often do you binge now? You know, looking six months in the future. And she's like, actually, like, I don't think I've binged since December, maybe like once, but and I was like, well, what else have you done since then? And she was like, really nothing crazy. And I was like, okay, so what would you have rated your level of happiness at that point? Like before you told your husband, like from a zero to 10, 10 being, I feel great. I have a perfect relationship with food. I'm, you know, hunky dory zero being I'm miserable. I'm completely overwhelmed with negative thoughts about myself. I hate myself. I'm really, you know, at rock bottom. And she's like, oh, I would be like a two, maybe. And then I was like, okay, so how do you feel now? And she was like, mm, I'm at like a, probably like a six. Like I'm not there, but I'm like way better than I was. And I was like, isn't that interesting that just you bring awareness to the fact that you had this issue, just you telling somebody about it relieved so much pressure and made it seem like it wasn't this huge monster living in your head that was like just so overwhelming that as soon as you got it out and you kind of brought awareness to it, it kind of seemed like something smaller, something doable, something that you could handle, that you were fully capable of um, overcoming. And now you're a six and you didn't really do, you didn't even do anything necessarily about it. It's not like you went to some retreat for six months. It's not like you, you know, did anything drastic. You just brought awareness to it and that can do so much healing alone. Yeah. I love that. I think that's so important for anyone to know about literally anything. Mm -hmm. I think it's amazing. Yeah. 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 Um, We also want to get into talking about um, you being plant-based and um, growing up, were you familiar with that at all? Or how did you get into being plant-based? Why did you choose it for yourself? And maybe why you would recommend it to anyone looking for a healthier lifestyle? Yeah. So like I said, I kind of started looking into it in college. My dad um, and actually my older brother, they were both kind of into health as well. My dad has always been like a big health nut, I guess, as you could say. Growing up, like he was very, never ate sugar. Like I always saw him working out. He, you know, was always super healthy growing up, super active. And my brother was also at this time, like very into health and, you know, looking into diets and whatnot. And I feel like, so this was probably like 2014, I think. And it was still at the time when vegans were considered like very strange. Like nowadays it's almost common for like people to know what vegans are but at this time like 2014 when you hear vegan you thought like weird hippie person that lives in the middle of the woods like very strange very not doable you know 
very foreign, basically, mm-hmm. um, to people, yeah. especially in America, just, like, eating chicken and, and meat multiple times a day. Um, so my brother was looking into it, and he kind of talked to my dad about it, and then they were talking to me about it. And I was looking into it, and I'm like, this is so interesting. And I found um, – his name is Dr. Michael Greger. He's, like, a really big name, actually, in, like, the plant-based world, I guess. Um, he wrote the book How Not to Die, and he did a ton of research into plant-based diet and, like, reversing disease. And um, so when people ask me, like, why I went vegan, there's usually three reasons people go vegan is, you know, health – animals and the planet like so sustainability sometimes gets them into it just for the sake of the animals they get into it or just for health and so for me what got me into the world of it was the health aspect because that's what I learned about first and I was like blown away by all this research and these studies about how good it was for you and how just eating more plants and vegetables and produce and adding more plants into your diet and having it be plant-based was so much healthy for your, healthier for you and how we could reverse all these dece- diseases and sicknesses that were killing Americans and like the number one killers of Americans like heart disease and things like that and how these not only were preventable but reversible. I was just like mind blown and I was like this is so interesting why is no one talking about this and so I was like okay I'll try it out. I actually was working at a burger place at the time and so I, I started out by going vegetarian and I was like okay I'm not gonna eat meat. And I remember people would always ask me because I would like be taking their orders or whatever. They're like, what's your favorite burger? And I'm like, honestly, I'm vegetarian. Like I have not had any of the burgers, but I've heard they're great. Um, <laughs> and I was vegetarian for probably like six months first. And I thought it was decently easy. I was like, okay, I've never been like a huge meat person anyways. I kind of just ate what was, you know, I was like a hot dog person. Like it wasn't like I cared about deluxe meats. I was like, okay, give me a hot dog. Give me chicken nuggets. Like that's the, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's the meat range I was eating. Um, and then I, I wanted to kind of go into veganism and I went kind of headfirst into it. A lot of people will ease themselves into it. Looking back, my personality at that time was just more prone to being, you know, hundred percent in. So I just cut everything out. I just was like, okay, today I'm going to be vegan and I'm going to be vegan from now on. And I've stuck with it for like, I think it's been like almost seven years now. Um, but yeah, if if I, I don't know if this is actually what you asked, but if people are kind of looking into a plant-based diet, you have to have, um, I think two things like the passion behind it, like an actual want to do it, not just like, man, we'll try it out. And, um, knowledge of like what a healthy balanced plant-based diet looks like. A lot of people will try it out just, Oh, poor animals. I'm going to be a vegan. And then they'll like start, they can only find french fries you can just eat french fries and drink beer and you're vegan but if you kind of look into what is going to be a healthy balanced diet being a vegan how can i where can i add more plants into my diet where can i add more alternatives into my diet and it will actually be surprisingly easy but if you just focus on cutting it out it's going to be really hard because especially if your diet mainly consists of meat and cheese and dairy and then every once in a while some produce it's going to be a huge change but if you kind of slowly just be like okay instead of you know chicken for lunch a chicken wrap maybe I'll just have the wrap without the chicken it's okay if there's cheese on it it's like maybe I'll add chickpeas in it instead or I'll put a different alternative into it and it's okay if you have meat for dinner but just little by little adding in more you'll notice how much more doable it is I guess to kind of get started on it right that makes sense like focusing on what you can eat versus what 
you can't anymore. Totally. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so now we're going to get into more present-day conversation. We want to talk a little bit about the different hats you wear in your career, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, like we mentioned before, you are a content creator, a health coach, podcaster. You are all of the things. So... First, how did you get into content creation? Was it something you planned to do? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it was never something I planned to do. I feel like I always liked to create stuff. I would always consider myself to be a pretty creative person. I always liked the arts, I guess, in terms of, like I said, mm-hmm. I loved being the center of attention. So anything that kind of got me there, I was like, I'm doing it. I'm all in. <laughs> um, but, and I always loved fashion. I was always kind of wearing like crazier stuff when I was little and trying out new stuff and never let my mom dress me I was like I know what I want to wear and I will never wear what you want me to wear like I'm my own individual (laughs) person um so I think when Instagram kind of came out really the only reason I'm a content creator today and actually have it as a career is because of JC and I'm not afraid to admit that because it was 100% because of her I guess guidance but also because she was so interested in photography and so we would always do like photo shoots growing up which made me like that kind of day you know like I wasn't necessarily the photographer definitely not my strength but I loved putting outfits together I loved kind of just like being creative and having a fun day going out and shooting you know we were just doing it for Facebook at that time to make stupid Facebook albums but then Instagram kind of came out and then we would start to take more photos and you know, go out and do this. And I loved being a part of it. And so I feel like since then, I mean, like me and JC kind of lived different lives for a couple years, but then I started doing music and I was pursuing that. So then I was still doing social media, still trying to like have a presence there. And again, liked having pretty looking things on my feed and liked, you know, coordinating a certain look. And then when we kind of, our lives kind of came back together, there was probably like a four year hiatus where we were still friends but she was you know doing content creating full on and I was still posting but it wasn't like that was my main thing I was always like doing other jobs but I still liked it then we started when we came back and started doing the podcast we were together all the time and I was like okay and she it was she is like very um like she's a Kris Jenner like she is like I know what you're good at and I'm gonna help you like you know live your best life doing this so and and I know your career path and (laughs) I know better than you do. So she was very like, okay, let's take photos. Like, this is so cute. This is what you should do with your feed. Like, you know, kind of encouraging me to like take outfit photos and post about it and do swipe ups and try and get like my reward style link and kind of led me into that world. And then also knowing that because of our podcast, if I had more followers, it was going to bring people into the podcast. And that's kind of like our main goal that we want is like more listeners to be part of this community so we're like okay the more avenues to get people there the better so obviously mm-hmm. having a platform having social media presence is going to be a good thing for that so that's kind of yeah. kind of what got me into it yeah perfect that's a perfect segue into our next question we wanted yeah. to talk about your podcast the what we said podcast um the growth and success and just number one did you expect to love it so much and two for it to become as successful as it has because you guys have grown so much in the last few years. We love being a part of it. Yes. And we just want to know how you feel about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, did I expect to love it? I think I actually did expect to love it because I got into podcasts. Uh, I wouldn't say I was like ahead of the curve, but when podcasts were not like people were not listening to podcasts and still when you people are like, what is a podcast like 2015? I want to say, 
I started listening to Serial. Do you remember Serial? Like, it was, like, the big podcast that was out about, um, like, it was basically, like, a mystery, true crime podcast. But I started listening to that. And then I started getting into other podcasts, um, like, conversational podcasts. And that was such, like, a different thing to me. Like, I loved audiobooks. I loved um, listening to things while I was working out. And so I was obsessed with podcasts. I wanted to start with my husband for a long time. And then um, JC was like, oh, I kind of want to start a podcast. I don't know who I'd, like, host it with. And when she kind of like finally reached out to me, and was like, "Hey, we should do the podcast. Like, we should do a podcast together. Like, me and you." And I was like, "Duh! Why didn't we think of that?" From that <laughs> moment, I was kind of like, "Yes, like I love this idea. Like, this is gonna be awesome." I was like, I think one of the main things that we always say that is attributed to our growth has been the fact that we've always been super positive and super just excited and like I said like going back to my true authentic inner child of like just having fun like we just try to make it fun and we just have fun and we know that if we're having fun everybody else is having fun so the more we stick to that the more we notice success and it's not stressful I mean some little parts of it can be stressful like behind the scenes stuff but for the most part we're never like like some other aspects of at least my business and my career I get stressed about and I wonder if I'm doing enough like the podcast we're always just like it's good like it's fun it's growing we're never like putting pressure on it that we don't need to we just let it be what it is and I love it like it's and as I'm sure you guys know it's like when you're podcasting you're very present you're having a conversation so whenever you're present you're happy like you're not thinking about all the things that you should be doing you're not overwhelmed with negative thoughts it's just like I'm in the moment I'm listening to this person I'm having a conversation you know we're having fun we're joking whatever it is and I'm happy so it's like what kind of other I mean I love to talk I again I love to be center of attention so what a (laughs) what a great career path for me to just be able to talk all day so it's great yeah and I feel like you might have just answered this but we wanted to just mention that we sometimes struggle with feeling like what we talk about in our topics might be a little too niche and not resonate with others as we want them to. So how did you guys kind of learn to find your niche and what works for you guys when it comes to the podcast? That's a good question because that is something that we did talk about. Like when we first started the podcast, we're like, we want to inspire and entertain. Like that is our main goal. We know what we're good at. Like when we were in high school, me and JC, we took dance class together. It was like one of our only classes again. That's where we got so close. And we would just be like, we're very similar in that way. We were both very loud, like always cracking jokes, never serious, like always kind of getting in trouble for talking. And everyone would think we were so funny for some weird reason, even though we were like, I think actually think we're kind of annoying. But um, people would always say, you guys should do a like a talk show together. Like that would be so funny. And we were like, no, like people will literally die if they listen to us (laughs) together but um we as we started and we knew that that like entertaining and inspiring people is what we wanted and we were both interested in different things like I'm a health coach and I like um just talking about self-help and I like listening to people's inspiring stories and I like to joke and I like to like not be so serious and she's really into business and content creation and she has a lot of um, friends in the influencer space who have like grown their own businesses and um, we were both just like let's talk about what we want to talk about and you know some people might not like a hundred percent of the topics that we talk about they might not be interested in everything I'm interested in but as long as we like what we're talking about we're gonna have fun 
And even when I listen to podcasts, um, like the Morning Toast, you guys listen to the Morning Toast? Yeah. So they will talk about a lot of shows that I don't watch. Like, I don't watch a lot of the Bravo shows. Um, but I listen to the entire episode every time. Like, I literally listen to them religiously. And I just like hearing them talk about it because they're passionate about it. They like it. They know what they're talking about. And so we always just say, like, if we're talking about something maybe someone's not, like, 100% interested in, at least they like to hear us talk about something. And they're going to notice if we don't want to talk about it. If we're feeling like, "Eh, this is so boring or, like, no one cares, then why would we ever talk about it? Because people are going to feel that energy from us, I guess. So we, um, I think kind of when the quarantine started, we had been doing a lot of guests and we had, um, that was like our main focus. And then every once in a while we did story episodes. But we were noticing that people were like messaging us and being like, please do more story episodes. Please do more story episodes. Like those are my favorite. I listen to those like on repeat. And in quarantine, we'd always done in-person um, recordings. Like this was before we even really knew what Zoom was. And so we were like, mm-hmm. oh, we, we just do in-person. So obviously now we can't have guests. So let's just do more story episodes and, you know, episodes with just us chatting and that is actually where we saw the most growth with our podcast, where a lot of people are saying, oh, in the quarantine, podcasts are experiencing, like, they're, they're not doing so well because people aren't going to work, they're not commuting. But we saw a big growth, and it was because we were focusing more on what we wanted to talk about, what we were doing, um, just kind of more personal, and we were reading a lot more stories, kind of joking around, and people liked it. So we were like, okay. It wasn't necessarily like this conscious decision where we were like, Let's do more story episodes, kind of focus on that. It was just more like, okay, people are liking this. Let's continue to do it. And then every once in a while, when we want to talk about a subject, like the NBA, it's like, for example, we'll, we both started liking <laughs> basketball. We were both like, why are we so obsessed with the Suns? Why are we in love with Devin Booker? Like, why do we care so much about this? <laughs> and we're like, let's talk about it on the podcast. And it's the same thing sometimes. Like, I talk about anime and, and like, anime shows that I like. And a lot of people that I talk about, like, they automatically already have this like preconceived notion about it so they don't care but I like it so if I want to talk about it I'm going to talk about it. I'm not just going to talk about with people whatever and some people will message you and say I hated when you talked about this please don't ever talk about this it's so boring but the majority of people are like oh my gosh like thank you so much for talking about this I never like people always talked about anime and now I'm actually giving it a chance because you said something about it and I was like oh okay like I'll give it a shot, and now I love it. Now I have this whole genre of shows that I can watch that, you know, whatever. Or people that are, you know, like, oh, my gosh, my husband listens to the podcast with me, and he loves the NBA, so he thinks it's so fun that you guys talk about the basketball game or whatever. And um, Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, it's like I said, you just kind of – once you find your groove, what you find yourself feeling the most joy talking about, what feels – good to you when you're not super when you're not dreading what you're going to be talking about I guess that's a good sign Mm -hmm. yeah 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 I feel like a lot of the time we do episodes that we think are going to be fun and like we can see like our listens like where there's more like we did an episode like about the bachelor and like what we would want our experience to be like we went on the bachelor and certain dates yeah Yeah. certain dates we'd want to be on and not want to be on and like it wasn't like the best performing episode but we had fun like doing it and planning it and just like us like hanging out and talking yeah and sometimes we know when it feels more fun between us two and we feel like people can hear that and gravitate towards it totally and i think anytime you kind of change things up of what people are expecting you're gonna have an automatic dip of of people being like Mm -hmm. oh this is not what i was used to like i was used to you guys doing something else 
but there's going to be like a momentary dip before more people are like, oh, I do like that they can talk about anything. I just like their dynamic and I like that they, you know, have this chemistry together. And that's what I'm here for. I think it's actually better to just go based off of your chemistry because that's irreplaceable versus trying to be so specific about, oh, we only talk about this. Like we only talk about, you know, maybe you're a basketball one or maybe you are like, you know, a podcast about something super specific. Um, it's like if the chemistry is not there, if people don't like listening to you talk about something with the other person, they don't, they're not going to like it anyways. It's like mm-hmm. I like a lot of things, but I don't listen to podcasts about them unless I really like the people talking about it. And that's why I think, a, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, there's – do you guys listen to the Crime Junkie, the podcast Crime Junkie? I don't know. I don't, know. I don't either. <laughs> I listen to my favorite – I mean, I listen to it sometimes, but also I started listening to My Favorite Murder when it first came out. And they're both kind of similar. They both go over different crime shows. And Crime Junkie is very popular. But personally for me, it's like I like listening to the dynamic of the people, the two girls on My Favorite Murder. I love their banter. They could talk for 20 minutes at the beginning and not even mention true crime at all. And I still love to listen to them. And I still come back every single week. So I think that's, for me, what people need to be focusing on more than, you know, the actual what the itinerary is i guess yeah Mm -hmm. i love that i think that's such good advice because we need to hear it sometimes (laughs) so can you tell us a little bit about you and jc's new fairly new health and business course balance boss and how and why it all started and came together yeah so that actually was born as well in quarantine it was so i've had a health coaching business for a couple years now um that was like something i was super passionate about before the podcast started and, and obviously still am but um, health and helping people with their relationship with food and their bodies and just like happiness in general is something I love to do and is super fulfilling and I could talk about for hours and hours and hours. Um, and JC, like I said, she's like a Chris Jenner. Like she's so good at identifying people's gifts and like helping them build a business that's right for them and giving them advice on how to build a brand and all that stuff. Wait, hold on, let me check on. Good, she's in her kennel. Sorry, I had to check on Lady and make sure she was. Um, but I was, I think I was talking to a client after the call. I was kind of thinking like, dang, I wish that JC was on that call with me so she could help my client like with her business idea that she has. Because I talk about a lot of things with my clients. It's not just health. Like it's kind of life coaching, um, just helping them live a more balanced, healthy, sustainable life all around. And I was thinking, I'm like, dang, it would be so nice if JC was here to, like, help her with her business because JC's so good at that. That's, like, such a strength that she has. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, I, we should team up and, like, help people with their the two biggest issues that, like, a lot of my clients have is, like, their business and their health. Those are, like, two things that they struggle with in their early 20s and, like, they're confused about. They have, you know, expectations for cause a lot of stress. And so I like called her. I'm like, we should do some kind of like book. We should do something together to kind of offer joint services. And she was like, that's a great idea. And so as we kind of talked about it, then it evolved into like online courses, like talking. And that also is like a business that we kind of just go with the flow. And we're like, okay, what's next? What do we feel like we want to teach about? What do we want to talk about? What's super fulfilling for us right now? What do we feel like people need? And, um, like what do we notice people asking and people wondering about and so now we do we have like a couple of courses so we're that we're working on right now that are currently in the works that should be launching fairly soon 
Um, and then my sister, she also did a yoga course for us. Uh, we usually do our Balance Boss 1.0 course, which is me and JC talking about health and business in general and like setting goals and um, getting rid of comparison and kind of like the deeper stuff of health and business. Um, and then we also just had like our uh, collection basically where we had certain pieces. Um, we have like a cute hat, cute bag and a t-shirt. And that's also something we love to do is like create clothing and like we're very passionate about that as well so we wanted to kind of have another avenue where we could bring in money that could help us put towards our courses and like you know making those courses are not cheap and so um you know something that we are passionate about that could help us bring in more revenue and so that's kind of like our baby that has so many possibilities that we're like okay this is like something both of us are really good at that we can kind of hone in and be the yin and yang where we can complete each other and build like a, a a business so it's been really fun it's been really exciting it's been a learning curve for sure like running a business is a lot harder than I thought it was going to be and a lot more work and there's like a lot of tiny little details that you forget about but it's been a really good experience so far I think it's been yeah like almost a year year and a couple months since it started so that's great yeah I love <laughs> that and one last question before we get into our final part of the podcast but what's it like working with your best friend we kind of can gauge how awesome it is but what's it like yeah. working with your best friend like with the business and the podcast like you know how how is it and how do you like it as opposed to I know you guys were long distance at one point and now that you both live in LA what's it like you know running businesses together yeah so um pros and cons there's a lot more pros in my opinion than cons to working with your friend, I think a lot of people say, like, don't work with your friends, don't work with family. But no matter what, at least where I work, anywhere I've worked, you become friends with your coworkers regardless. So it's like, even if you were to start a podcast with a stranger, they would become your friend. So it's like, why not just start with a friend you already have? And also it depends which friends. It's like, you can go into it with people that you trust, like go into it with a friend that you trust, you have good communication with, instead of maybe someone that you don't trust and maybe that you guys don't have great, you know, communication or something like that so like we always hear that we joke about like oh people are always like don't be in business with friends and like our entire lives are intertwined <laughs> at this point um yeah but it's fun and I think the only con to it is sometimes we get too caught up in the work that we forget to be friends so like we have to purposely and like consciously make an effort to just have times where it's just hanging out where it's like hey, come over and we're not going to do work. We're just going to hang out. We're going to go get our nails done or we're going to, you know, go to lunch or something and we're not going to make it about work. But the beauty of it is, is that we do so many things that we love together that is fun. So even if we do end up talking about work, it's not necessarily like, oh, I can't believe we're talking about work again. It's like something that we actually enjoy doing, something that excites us. So it's something that we can kind of like, you know, when you work together it's it's a bonding experience no matter what you're working on but when you're like pursuing something together when you're building something together it's it's such a bonding experience it brings you so close so if anything it's just made our friendship way 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 more deep and way closer because we understand so many different aspects of each other mm -hmm. yeah i love yeah. that so that's it for the main questions for the episode but we can't let you go without you telling us what your sweet thing of the week is this is something we do at the end of every episode where basically we just tell our listeners what our favorite like sweet candy or food or whatever it was for the past Drink, week. Whatever yeah, it is. anything. Okay. So 
if you need a minute to think, we can go first. But or if you're ready, you can go now. Okay, you. I think I know, but you guys can go first. So then I'll go. Okay. Okay. okay I guess I'll go, go first. first. So, like we mentioned before, I'm in New York, and whenever we come here, I like to get all the goodies that we can't get in Arizona. So here on the East Coast, I think it's the whole East Coast, but I know in New York they have a place called Ralph's Italian Ices. So it's just a bunch of really good flavors of Italian Ices. So my sweet thing this week is Ralph's Italian Ices. I got rainbow, Mm -hmm. so that's lemon, cherry, and blue raspberry all mixed together. So that's my sweet thing this week. That sounds so good. Wow. It's so yummy. <laughs> my sweet thing. So this sweet thing I have been saving for this episode because I was like, I want to have like a kind of healthy sweet thing for this episode. <laughs> I was like planning it. <laughs> so my sweet thing is the Wyman's Just Fruit and Greek Yogurt Bites. So it's like Dippin' Dots, but yogurt. Oh, yeah. It's Greek yogurt instead and it has fruit in it. It's so good. That so sounds really good. You can get it at Target. That does yeah, sound good. <laughs> yeah wow okay now now i had one but now i'm like okay maybe i'm thinking of all these different ones so i was gonna say for the first time ever i had not for the first time ever for the first time in a long time yesterday i had a a slurpee from 7-eleven i haven't not had one since a kid but it brought back like so much nostalgia of like summers when i was young especially in arizona it's like you eat like otter pops and that's it because it's so freaking hot um Mm -hmm. but also there's a my favorite thing about LA is like all the vegan options here. Like some of the best vegan restaurants, I swear, anywhere that I've ever traveled. Um, and they're like down the street from me, which is just a luxury I probably have gotten way too used to. But um, <laughs> there's actually a, um, a donut place called Voodoo Donuts that I've been getting. They have regular donuts and vegan donuts. And I think there are a lot of places on the West Coast, but um, I will order like a box of six donuts from there not healthy but vegan and um (laughs) they come like an assortment basically and so they're pretty basic donuts nothing like completely um crazy it's like maple or you know chocolate with cream filled or whatever which are really good but the best vegan donut i've ever had but it's not close to me it's in orange county is the donuttery if you're ever in huntington beach they have this place. It's called the Donutery. They have regular donuts, and then they have vegan donuts, but they have so many vegan donuts. It's like, you know a place is going to be good when they have a lot of vegan options. Sometimes when there's just, like, one vegan option, it's like, okay, I'm sure it's not going to be great. I'm sure, it's just, like, kind of a toss aside. But when they have a lot of options, it means that they worked hard on, like, giving you, you know, what you want. So they have, like, a yeah. whole wall. Like, they have as many vegan donuts as they have regular donuts, and they have, like, pistachio. Wow. They have like lemon blueberry they have the best donuts ever and i will get like a dozen and just keep it for however long it lasts me sometimes not very long sometimes you know longer (laughs) longer than other times but yeah that's my favorite place if you're ever in huntington beach i make it a i have to every time we're in orange county i have to make a stop there and get some donuts because it's so good love it priority number one you can't you can't go wrong with some donuts. no i love donuts (laughs) so much thank you so much for being here with us today chelsea we are so thankful that you were here with us and we were able to finally coordinate a time to talk to you we really appreciate it yeah this thanks for having me on it was fun of course yes you're welcome back anytime okay <laughs> i'm down yeah anytime you're in arizona let me know i have i have a pizza place a yeah. michi pizza oh i'm yeah. down i'm down nick my husband will love that he loves pizza all right Perfect. we got you covered just let me know <laughs> all right well, well Thank you very much for listening. I'm Katiri. And I'm Kara. And I'm Chelsea. And I hope you have the sweetest day.